Guys, before we get started with today's episode, I want to tell you about something really fun happening in our town next weekend, uh, Sunday, December 11th from 3 to 5 p.m. over at Rose Coffee, which is located at 107 East 2nd Street over in the Fort Collective. Uh, they are having Santa at Roast, and I think this is the sixth year that they've done this, and it's always such a fun time. They've got hot cocoa and cookies, and then uh, you and your family or your littles or whatever can get a picture taken with Santa, and it's just such a fun time. Uh, so come out 3 to 5 p.m. next Sunday, December 11th at Roast Coffee. As y'all know, Roast has been an incredible partner with me. Every guest that comes on this podcast uh, gets coffee from there, and they have just been so supportive and uh, so encouraging to me, and I'm so, so thankful. So go support them. Let them know I sent you. Get some good pictures with Santa. It's going to be such a fun afternoon. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Pour It Out with Alana Beverly. I'm your host, Alana. I'm super excited to have you with me again. Uh, I missed y'all last week. Hope you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving. We had a wonderful, wonderful weekend with family, got to spend time with my family, with Randy's side of the family, and it was just a wonderful, wonderful weekend. So I hope that you all enjoyed it as well and ate lots of really good food. <laughs> um, so today... We are back with another podcast episode, and it's a really special one. I've got my friend Lauren with me, and uh, Lauren and I work together at Ohio Christian University, and we have been friends now for, oh my goodness, I think about eight years or so, and she has just been consistent through a lot of seasons, um, through living here and working together to she um, moved for a while out of state and we stayed connected, uh, recently moved back. And so it's just been really sweet to have her back and to be able to connect more often. Uh, Lauren is here and we are talking about singleness, which I think is something that isn't really talked about a whole lot. Um, but we had a really good conversation and especially going into the holiday season, um, you know, this is something that, like I said, isn't talked about often, but it can be really hard when you're in the season of singleness and, you know, just waiting and um, having a desire for a family and that desire hasn't been met yet. Um, and so Lauren has a very sweet story. She has a very unique story. And so I'm excited to share it with you and for you to hear it. She has some really, really sweet, um, I keep saying that word because if you know her, you know that that's just a, a word that sums her up. She is one of the sweetest humans to walk the planet. And so everything that comes out of her mouth is just kind and sweet. And um, so she has a lot of good insights and wisdom and experience. And her story is just really, really encouraging. So um, I hope that especially if you are someone, even if you aren't single, um, you know, we all have things that we're waiting for. And so, you know, to just listen to this and be encouraged um, that God sees you in the waiting and he's with you in the waiting. And so um I hope that you enjoy this episode with my friend, Lauren. She is an absolute treasure. And uh, if you don't know her, I know after hearing it, you will just want to know her because she is one of the best people I know. So um, enjoy this episode of Pour It Out with Elena Beverly. Hi, Lauren. <laughs> Hi, Elena. <laughs> oh, it's so good to be here with you and to have you a part of this. Um I mean, it's already just been a really good day, so I'm yeah. excited to have you on. I'm so excited to be here finally and <laughs> at all. And just I cannot get over that how many episodes you've already made because I remember you talking about it one day. Just wouldn't it be great if I had a podcast or just got to do this? Uh, just sit down and talk with people, and now you're doing it, I'm and it's doing just so it. awesome. Ah. <laughs> um. Okay, so before we jump in, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, well, what to say? <laughs> uh, so I'm Lauren Wicker. I'm 32. Uh, 
My husband is Evan, and we've been married for four years, uh, which doesn't feel real at all. No. <laughs> and uh, yeah, me, I am a private photo editor, I used to be a photographer. Now I help other photographers, and it is a perfect fit for me. And I'm a Disney nerd, which you know, <laughs> you know very well. Um, Diet Coke snob, oh, mm -hmm. coffee addict, comfort <laughs> food lover, <laughs> so many, many things. But um, like you, my my biggest thing is the relationships in my life. I I uh, keep the best ones and I don't let them go. If you want to get out of my life, you better really be bad to me <laughs> because I'll struggle to let you go. <laughs> oh, it's so true. I remember, I will never forget. And I talk about it often with people that like when at your wedding, um, your bridal party, like just the quality of friends that you have, like, and I say that very humbly because I was one of them, but like, <laughs> yes. we just, we just all clicked so well. And it was just such a really sweet, beautiful representation of who you are. And so I can say yes and amen to all of that about friendship being important because you are fantastic oh thank you that's no, true those girls especially i'm an only child so i had no sisters and when we were real quick talking about our wedding evan had six guys he wanted to ask and i was like i know i have more than six girls i want to <laughs> ask and when i sat down and he told me just don't think about it who would you want to have i i ended up with 12 names and i was like oh i have twice as many people and i he's like are you gonna narrow it down i said i i don't have it in my heart to eliminate any name on this list. He's like, well, then don't. So Evan encouraged me. He's like, if you want all those girls up there, they should be there. And I explained that I wrote all those names down because you've all walked with me in the, like the highest highs of my life and the lowest lows that I'd had. Like every one of them had walked with me in that life. So why wouldn't I want you up there in the biggest moment of my life at that point? So I just, I didn't have the heart to eliminate anyone. And thankfully my husband encouraged that. He thought that was a beautiful reason. He's like, every guy will just get two girls. That's just how it's going to be. So and they did. And it was perfect. And I'm so glad that you didn't because I walked away with like 11 new friends and we've stayed friends for four years. And so that's been amazing it's to been see. Fantastic. It's made my heart happy. Um, well, we just got done telling about your wedding and all of the things, but today we are going to um, really talk about singleness. Um, and I have told you a million and one times, but out of all of my friends who I've watched um, walk the life of singleness and being single and waiting um, for Mr. Right or whatever you want to say, <laughs> um, you are one of the very few who I've seen do it well. And mm -hmm. what I mean in that is you never settled, you stuck with your standards, but you also walked so closely with the Lord through it and honored him every step of the way through it. And so um, when I think of that topic, you're one of the first names that comes to my mind. And, um, you know, I thought that especially with like walking into the holiday season and everything just, you know, it can be hard for people to, to be in that season of life of waiting. Um, and so I just wanted to talk about it. I feel like it's something that I don't really hear talked about a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, I'm just interested in what you have to say. And I know that, you know, we've, we've talked some, and so I'm just excited. So we'll <laughs> jump right in yeah. and, um, I will have you, kind of share a little bit, um, of your story, um, with that. Yeah. So I was, um, in high school, which I almost feel like in a way doesn't count, but it does. <laughs> You're learning a lot then, but in high school, I had a very serious boyfriend and was with him for two years. And, uh, pretty much after that, um, I had one boyfriend and, I got really, really hurt in that relationship, just emotionally. And I kind of, frankly, didn't want anything to do with dating for quite some time. It was like, the hurt isn't worth it. Like, oh my gosh, I don't want to go through that again. Um, I was 18. You know, you think you know so much. You think you understand relationships. And, and you're a bit naive, which 
I hate the word naive because I feel mm -hmm. like people see me and they think I'm naive and I don't know better. And so I've always hated that word, but it is true. And um, this relationship I had after my high school boyfriend, he uh, flat out said we were going to get married one day. And my high school boyfriend never said that. So this is the first guy who's ever said anything that serious. And so I believed it and I was crazy about him. And so we dated. Um, about six months and we were going to the same college and then just out of nowhere it it ended and I was devastated and uh, something I do remember him saying was uh, he didn't think we had what it took to make a marriage work and it's like well we're 18 so how could we but my little 18 year old heart heard that I personally didn't have what it took to make a marriage work he didn't want to do it with me out of nowhere and so, you know, when you're young or really at any age, mm -hmm. that, that takes a lot to get over when you've been that vulnerable. So, so after that, I, I really wasn't all that interested in, in dating. So I went through college and, and didn't date all that much and went like on a date here and there, but nothing serious ever came. And then graduated and I was single and a lot of my friends are uh, seriously dating or engaged or marriage is literally around the corner from graduation and uh and i'm just out here like completely single not interested in in dating even then that's four years after that heartbreak i had and uh, i start my job and i'm in my early 20s and pretty again dating here and there but no serious relationships and um you know i can look back now and for me personally i really do fully believe that was the Lord's protection that I was asking for. It was just coming in a form mm -hmm. I didn't expect it to come in. Uh, I, after having a really big heartbreak like that, I just was asking the Lord, like, you know, I, st I still do want to be married one day and, but I don't want to hurt like that anymore. And, and hurt still came of mm -hmm. course in different ways, but I would say I never experienced that level of disappointment again. And I, I, wonder if if it was the lord's protection just like okay like you can have these experiences but nothing serious is going to come along for quite some time and i think i'm grateful for that because i think the lord allowed me to be exposed to things where i was still able to learn about like what he has for me and who i am without getting lost in a relationship which um I don't know, maybe I would have at a mm -hmm. younger age. I, I wonder, could I have gotten swept up in something and lost sight? And so I just feel like the Lord was honoring what I was asking of him. It just happened in a way I wasn't asking for. Mm -hmm. So, But sometimes <laughs> that's what he does and it's always better. Uh, whatever the Lord gives me, it has always been better than what I've asked for and maybe the specific package. So if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, it makes total <laughs> sense. So then fast forward and then you were um, in your, so you went through your 20s, the early 20s, mid 20s, and just watched everybody around you, you know, mm -hmm. continue to get married or continue to get serious and then start families. And you were still not there. Right. Um, yeah. And so how was that? You know, it, it was hard. There were definitely times uh, where it was more difficult than others. For the most part, I can honestly say I was I was fairly content uh, for the majority of my singleness. I, um, I I think it's because I got some really great godly advice, truly, uh, from a girl I didn't even know. I was at um, this uh, women's conference at my college, and. Uh, I think it was my senior year too. And they had this panel of women and they were all in different stages of relationships and life. And there was one girl up there and she, I believe she was engaged at the time, but she was talking about how um, comparing relationships, it, she was always missing the season the Lord had in front of her. And I don't know, it just really stuck with me. And she compared it to, um, to uh, she played sports and I did not. <laughs> I am not an athletically gifted girl, um, but I, I understood. And she was saying, you know, she played a sport every single season and she would compare um, 
when school was starting, she'd be playing, I believe it was volleyball or tennis. And she'd be so excited all spring to prepare to play tennis. And then tennis came and she's in tennis, but now she can't wait until the winter comes because then she'll be playing basketball. And she waits, 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 and the basketball comes. And now all of a sudden she's got what she's waited for, but now all she can think about is softball in in the spring. And so she said, you know, at the point of my life where I can see I was asking and waiting and trying to patiently wait for this season that I could not wait for. And then it came and it wasted it waiting for the next thing. Mm-hmm. She's like, I was never content in this season that I was currently in and the season that I'd been longing for. And she compared it to her relationships. And I, I don't know it, at that time, it just really stuck with me. And I thought, you know, I've asked the Lord for marriage one day and children have always, always felt that I'd uh, be a wife and want to raise a family. And so I, I personally just trusted that the Lord would honor that. And so I was like, well, if I trust him to give it to me, then it's going to come one day, even if it's a long, long time from now. So I, I think I just made the decision to enjoy my singleness while I had it because it wasn't going to last forever. And that was a season of life where I'd be free to do whatever, really, whenever, be on my own time, responsible for myself, which I'm a pretty independent girl. So I was pumped about that. So honestly, I really do think that little talk helped give me some clarity Mm -hmm. of uh, that I was currently in a season that yeah, it's special and it's not going to last forever, but that it's unique. It mm-hmm. It's not meant to come again once you get married. It's not intended to come again. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that's what kept me content. But mm-hmm. I mean, there were some struggle times for sure. It doesn't mean that I was happy-go-lucky all the time. And watching your friends, younger friends, friends your age, watching them, uh, get married. It's exciting. It's very, very exciting. But sometimes there's a moment where you're like, but I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I am really happy for them, but when am I going to get to be that happy as well? And so, yeah, it, it was, um, I loved my singleness, but man, there were hard days and hard seasons and just wondering like, Lord, do you have this for me? feels like it's never going to come. So, so yeah, it's like, I've, I'm so grateful. I've always been happy for my friends watching them go through those seasons because mm-hmm. I love them and I want them to be happy. And if I can see they're clearly happy, that's wonderful. But it does just point out the fact that, ooh, but you're not there yet. Yeah. And it's like sometimes that's a hard pill to swallow, especially uh, watching your friends achieve something you, you trusted want. the Lord to mm-hmm. give them. And it's like, when when is he going to give it to mm-hmm. me? Now, especially like, you know, walking into the holiday season, like, mm-hmm. um, what was it like? Were holidays harder than normal days? Um, did it hit differently? Um, I know I was talking to another friend, um, earlier today and she had made the comment, like, you know, most holiday movies are, it's a love story. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's most of what all Christmas movies are like, romantic comedies or Hallmark romances or whatever. And so, um, or even things just advertised as like, um, you know, you and your husband, you you know, you and your spouse come do this and come um, Christmas dinners, work parties, you know, bring your spouse, they're invited, you Mm -hmm. know, all of the things and how it just really hit differently. Was that the same for you or, um, and if so, how, or, like how were holidays? How did holidays affect it? Yeah, they, uh, it was kind of a hit or miss. Um, I would say, uh, they were, they were hard, but I'd, I'd say it was more annoying than anything else for me personally, because it is very much like that. Um, again, I think I was blessed enough to find content, um, a content state in my singleness. So it could have been a lot worse for me, but at the same time, it is very true. The holidays, pretty much Christmas through February, it's very focused on like couples. And these, these are things for pairs to do. And all the commercials are for products like for your loved one. And, 
And um, it's like, I've got my girlfriends and I've got my family. Uh, but it was hard because with holidays, literally everyone I would celebrate the holidays with were paired off. And um, my family, I may be an only child, but I have a lot of cousins. We're all girls, by the way. So I grew up with all girls, meaning we all grew up and got married and paired off. So um, the older I got, you know, my cousins were getting married or engaged or they'd been with their now husbands. Half of them married their high school sweetheart. The other half, uh, I think most of them met in college, but they were all paired off. And so I'm going to a party and I'm literally the only single person there. And everybody wants to know out of love, but everyone wants to know, are you dating? What's going on with you? And it's like, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I'd, I'd be with family. I knew they loved me and they were, they just wanted to hear how I was doing, but to explain every single year, like I'm not seeing anybody and nothing's, nothing's happening, but that's okay. And then sometimes it turns into, well, I know this great guy. It's like, no, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, but, but I, I don't need to be fixed. I just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just not seeing anyone right now. But then uh, I had some amazing friends and, they'd have holiday parties and they'd invite me and I'd be with other people who happened to be single. And then there were other couples and it was never being invited to be set up, which I always appreciated. It's like, we're not inviting you so that we can find you a match. We're just inviting you because we want you there. Yeah. And, and that I think made a huge difference for me. I had really still have really amazing friends that just included me, whether they were single dating or married. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think I was still surrounded by wonderful people who I knew loved me and supported me. And my status didn't affect what we were doing. It didn't yeah. matter. So I I would say for me, that made a huge difference, but, but yeah, the holidays can be hard because it's like, you're expected to be in a couple or do a couple things, or you can't come for a lot of stuff or you shouldn't yeah. come. So so yeah, those, those times were hard. And if a breakup or a disappointment had recently happened, you know, that's going to be fresh on your mind too. Yeah. So now you talk a lot about contentment and how you were able to stay content through a lot of it. Um, and I want to ask how, um, and I really want you to talk about the pennies. Yes. Um, so if there are other ways to like share that, but for sure share about the pennies, because I think that it's the most special thing. Yes. So Alana knows this story very, very well and has participated. But um, <laughs> I, for a long time, have collected pennies. Uh, you know, you find them on the ground and in random places. And uh, I would just pick them up and keep them. And I had vases and jars just filled with pennies. And um, one day a friend just flat out asked me, like, what are you going to do with all of these? Like, why are you keeping them? And I frankly didn't know. It was just my parents collected them. So I just naturally did it. And it turned into like, well, they need a purpose. So when I was about 23, I was inspired to one day use them. Well, first of all, I was prompted to, you know, uh, take a moment to pray every time I found one. And I loved that because I was like, you know, that's going to prompt me to go to the Lord more often. And it could be for just like, thank you for this day or to take something on my heart to him and just stop everything and just go to the Lord for a moment uh, when I may not have. And so because I decided I'm going to pray over all these pennies, it's like, well, now what are we going to do with the pennies and when? And so a, a friend suggested like one day, uh, since you've, I was recently praying a lot for my future husband and where he was and whatever he was doing. And so I deci um, decided, you know, one day I'll cash in all these pennies and I'll buy my husband's wedding ring with them. And that's exactly what I did. And it was such a surreal moment because it was like five years in the making of that project. And and inside Evan's ring, he knows the story. I never told a guy I was dating, never told him that story. Evan was the only guy I ever dated that knew about that. And 
um, inside his wedding band, I had engraved worth every penny ah! and then our wedding date. And so pennies are huge for us. And I still tell him that all the time. You're worth every penny. <laughs> and uh, because I prayed over him a lot with all those pennies I found. And then I prayed for other things and, and uh, for friends and family, but probably prayed over Evan the most because that was kind of the original point. And so, and it is really cool to like talk about things he was going through in those times and his own singleness and to see how the Lord blessed him and how I may have been praying for him in a way he needed at the time. And so, uh, so yeah, for me using, uh, pennies as a prompt to go to the Lord in prayer kept me super, super close to him. And, um, I, I realized afterwards that I was like going to him a lot in prayer because mm-hmm. I'm finding pennies everywhere. And I've been thinking about that again. And I can't help. I feel like the Lord's been reminding me like in verses even, and then just thinking about the pennies again, when I was collecting the pennies regularly, I'd find them multiple times a day, every day. Like I'd find them in parking lots. I'd find them like in places you should like on the ground taking walk, but then I'd find them places you should never find a penny. Like I was out taking photos of a couple one day and we're in German village of Columbus and we're walking down the street and there's a penny sitting on a windowsill. It's like, (laughs) that's not normal. Like who would sit a penny down there? Uh, But I took that penny and find them in shoes and just crazy things. And I'm just reminded of when the Lord says, if you seek me, you will find me. And, Mm -hmm. and I was seeking the Lord regularly and that was a source I was using so I was always like, I had a penny radar. And so, and, but I, I always prayed uh, when I found one and it's funny, but like past few years, since I've stopped collecting the pennies, uh, now that I'm married, um, I find myself not in prayer as regularly. Cause I was in prayer multiple times a day, no matter mm-hmm. how short it was. And I find myself really, really missing it. And so those verses all about like, seek me and you will find me, call to me, I am here. I keep thinking about the pennies. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to have to do that again. I don't know what the end result will be, but we'll figure that out along the way. But I really miss having a daily prompt to go to the Lord in prayer. And for me, I think in my singleness, that was something really unique and special because it was just keeping me really close to the Lord yeah. and, and keeping my mind close on him as well to be like, go to the Lord yeah, for whatever it is. If I'm upset, if I'm sad, if I'm happy, like here's an example to go to the Lord. And it was, that was a really special time and, and I really do miss it. And so I think uh, it's important to keep something like that uh, no matter what season of life you're in, whether you've gotten the big, big thing, the Lord has, you've been asking the Lord for whether he's blessed you with it yet or not, I think it's important to find your avenue to stay close to him, whatever it is. And I feel like he just really blessed me with the content state that I was asking for during my season of waiting for marriage, something I really was really, really hoping he had for me. Yeah. Well, and what I love about that is, you know, you used it for marriage, Um, but two things actually, one is that, when you got the pennies, not every prayer you prayed was for, you know, it wasn't like a desperation, like, Oh, here's another penny. God, please find me a husband. (laughs) Like, okay. Yeah. Please find me a husband. Like, I love that your heart was so open and Mm -hmm. so pure that it was like some days it was just, or sometimes I would find it and it would just be like, thank you. Mm -hmm. And, um, you made a comment yesterday when we were talking on the phone and it said like, you know, find your way to stay connected to the Lord in the waiting. And I think, you know, for all of us, if it's not marriage or, you know, whatever, some, we all go through seasons of waiting for something. Mm -hmm. And I just, I love that story so much because it is just a reminder of two things. One, um, you know, finding your own way to stay connected to the Lord, Mm -hmm. um, in the season of waiting and keeping your eyes fixed on him. You know, one of my favorite songs is, um, turn your eyes upon heaven. And there's a part of it that says, you know, when you fix your eyes on, on the Lord, like the things of this earth grow strangely dim when Mm -hmm. in the light of his glory and grace. And it's like, you know, so when we keep our eyes fixed on him, the things of this world get smaller and smaller and dimmer and dimmer. And, um, 
So to just keep your eyes and your mind fixed on him. And also, I think it's really sweet of him and kind of him to like, I love when you say that there would be days where you would find multiple in a day, Mm -hmm. because it's like, he knows that that's your intention. And he knows that when you find a penny, you're going to intentionally seek him. And so it's almost like a wooing of like him saying like, okay, I'm going to give this to you because I know that you're going to talk to me too. <laughs> and like, and oh, not yeah. in a like bribery way, God doesn't <laughs> bribe us, but I just, it's like, I just see like, that's his kindness to be like, I'm going to give you this because I want you to pray about this, or I'm going to give you this so that you'll think of me. And For I sure. just think that's, it's just very, a practical way, um, a symbolic way of like, just his kindness and his love for us. Oh yeah. And so I love that. I think it's very sweet. There's one particular day with those that my mom loves this story. She tells it any chance she gets. It's so cute. Um, But there was a day, I can't remember specifically what was going on, but it was a horrible day. Like I was feeling defeated and frustrated and sad. And I remember uh, walking into Kroger and in the parking lot on my way in, just in my head, just like, Lord, I need a penny. I need a penny bad. (laughs) Like I need to know. I need to hear from you. I need to know you've got this. I'm okay. It's all going to be all right. You're still in control. Like, and isn't that funny? I can't even remember what it was about, but I went in, didn't find a penny in any aisle. And I just, I felt like, oh, there's no penny. I really need the encouragement (laughs) from the Lord bad today. And then I got to check out and I did the self-checkout and, you know, the, the little change dispenser sitting inside were four pennies. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> I was like, there's never any change in here. It's definitely never pennies, let alone a little cluster of them. And I was like, okay, Lord, I hear you. And it was almost like I asked for one and he gave me four. Oh, and it, it's like, that's his, what he does. It's like you said, it's like his own little way that's, of yeah. like, it's going to be all right. Like his wooing you back. I love that. Hey, I just wanted to interrupt the podcast really quick and tell you about a few local partnerships that I have going on with some downtown businesses. The first one is Sweet William Blossom Boutique. It is located at 90 West 2nd Street across from Carlstown House. They have the best of the best chocolate covered strawberries. I mean, literally the best in the whole entire world, I think. Um, They also have gourmet apples, charcuterie boards, they sell candles, they sell a little bit of everything. And now they even have chicken noodle soup and it is phenomenal. I don't even like chicken noodle soup, but I tasted it and I fell in love. It's delicious. Um, They also have a combo where you can do um, chicken salad croissant with chicken noodle soup and it is fantastic. And they just started selling Dirty Pop, cue all of the sync music, and um, they're delicious drinks. They are pop mixed with some syrups and some creamer, and it's made with love, and it's fantastic. So go check them out if you have not been there yet, and I promise you will be so happy, and you can send especially the chocolate covered strawberries. I'm a little bit partial and a little bit biased, but you can send them and they come in a wonderful pink box and it's just magical because it brightens your day right away. Also, the other one is Roast Coffee. It is located at 107 East 2nd Street in the Fort Collective. The best of the best coffee here in town. best drinks, best atmosphere. You walk in, you see tons of people that you know and you get to love on and it's fantastic. The baristas are amazing. They get to know you, they know your order. I literally walk in and they have my drink made before I even pay. Cannot say enough good things. Go check Roast out. Also, it's located in the Fort Collective, like I said, and so there's other stores in there. So you can shop while you wait for your coffee. And so, win, win, win. It's fantastic. Go check them out. Both of these places are absolutely wonderful. And if you go check them out, just let them know that I sent you. Oh 
Oh my goodness. I'm like over here all in my feels, just like <laughs> thinking about all of that. I just love it. I love all of it so much. Um, so we are going to fast forward a little bit. And so, um, because the Lord was super gracious and super kind, and he did answer your prayers and he brought you, um, Evan. And so will you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's my favorite topic these days. So it's easy. <laughs> um, so yeah, the condensed version, cause our relationships like five years in the making, um, my, uh, I guess easiest way to say this is Evan's younger sister and I are the same age and she and I went all through college together. We're great friends roommates even when we graduated. So that's how we met through her. And Evan is four years older. So we actually met when I was 22 and he would have been 25, 26, somewhere in there. But uh, he was about to go out of state for school. Um, he went to seminary and so he was about to go away for that. So we'd met and we saw each other back and forth a, a little bit. Um, here and there through Allison, but that was kind of it. We never really got to know each other very well at all. And then, uh, but we would run into each other often through Allison. So then five years go by from 2012 and now it's, well, actually only four, because then 2016, our niece Ruby was born and adopted by Allison and her husband, Scott. And Allison kind of used her as a little, uh, as a little ploy to get Evan and I in the same room together. And we didn't know that, but um, she just thought on her own that uh, he and I had a lot in common and that we should just get to know each other. But she never flat out said that, at least to me. So um, we got to spend a little time together with Scott and Allison, and that was really great. And I always had a secret crush on him and even Allison didn't know that. So I was just like, oh my gosh, Evan Wicker's in the room. Like, <laughs> and only he and I are talking this, I'm, I'm gonna self-combust, I don't know what to say. So, um, so then another year goes by in 2017 and Evan calls me out of the blue and basically says he'd like to uh, take me to coffee or to lunch and uh, we go on our first date and it's, pretty perfect. And we just had an easy time talking. And then um, he actually had to move away for a job soon after that. But um, six months later, we went on our date in January and he had to move soon after. And then in July of 2017, he again, let me know that he was moving back to Ohio and he really wanted to connect with me when he got back. And we did. And ever since that time, we've been together. And so we officially dated four months. Uh, Evan says five, I say four, you know, from the time he asked me to be his girlfriend, it was four months. And, uh, and then in February of 2018, um, Evan proposed and I was totally shocked because I never thought I would get engaged that quickly in a relationship. And then uh, it was eight months after that, so a full year of being together, we got married and it was truly the best day of my life. I'm thrilled that you were a part of it and, and a part of like the whole process. Like you watched all of it happen. Mm -hmm. you, you watched me get all excited when he first called me. Mm -hmm. You watched me be really um, sad and bummed when he had to move away and then like over the moon when he was moving back. <laughs> and so, so you got to see the whole thing and, and you prayed with me during that time and before he came along and, um, just to have, I think it's just so important to have a surround yourself with friends who support you and are there for you and excited with you and let mm -hmm. you be sad, but to, try to lift you up a little bit if they can. And you lift up a lot. And so it's amazing. And I bring chocolates. You so. bring chocolates when I'm sad. I mean, come on. <laughs> and I don't mean like a candy bar. I mean like a bag of Reese's Cups. Like it's incredible. I don't know what to say or do, but here's chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes that's all I need. And then we went to a comedy show the next day and it was fantastic. <laughs> um, okay. So we have to talk about the engagement because it wasn't just, you just kind of glossed over it. Like, and then he proposed, um, but he proposed. He proposed. <laughs> so we definitely have time to hear that story. And I want to hear that story. Good. Uh, so yeah. Um, again, I was just happy enough to be with Evan. I knew for myself very quickly. It felt very, 
confirmed from the Lord, like he is the one, like this is different. He's different. And um, so we knew we wanted to get married and we were talking, um, you know, we were hoping to get married in the fall of 2018. So I knew what an engagement had to come at some point, a proposal, but he knew I did not want to know how it was coming, when it was coming. I did not want to see it coming. I did not want to wake up and be like, I'm getting engaged today, or I might be getting engaged today. I wanted it to be a complete surprise. And he did that so well. Um, my mother-in-law and my sisters-in-law, they flew in. And I was under the impression that for, for months before that they were coming in because Evan's oldest sister, Kristen, was the only one in the family that never really had a chance to get to know me. Um, I mean, I was roommates with Allison and met her parents multiple times. Uh, so back around Thanksgiving, I knew Kristen was going to be coming in uh, late January, early February. And then in the meantime, Allison said she was going to be coming. I thought nothing of it. And then when they all arrived from their flight, their mom is with them. And I still really didn't think anything of it. And they all thought that'd be a dead giveaway that something was up. But for me, it wasn't. And we had a nice girl day and it was great. They they helped me go get my nails done. They thought that was going to be a dead giveaway. It was nothing. I was like, <laughs> we're just having this girl's trip we've had planned for quite some time. And uh, Evan said that at Clifton Mill uh, in Cedarville, which is a special place to us, he was saying um, they were doing like some kind of special February Valentine's dinner event for a couple weeks and that you had to reserve a spot. And so he said he booked that for us to all go enjoy together. And it's like, oh, how nice. Like, that's great. So that was his way of like making sure I got a little more dressed up than maybe I would have. And so he uh, came and picked me up for this dinner and uh, we get there and um, I see all these cars, but that's still not a dead giveaway because we're supposed to be showing up for like a dinner they're throwing. Mm -hmm. And But we walk inside and it is quiet and it is empty. And I'm like, what? what is going on? And there are these women behind the counter of the restaurant and they're just staring at me. Like they have these big beaming smiles. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> I was like, it was starting to sink in. I was like, wait. And Evan looked at me and he was like, why don't you come with me? And he like walked me a couple steps and then he stopped and had me close my eyes and he guided me through a room and took me outside. And we were on the patio that overlooks their water in the mill. And I looked up and it was like, a rose petal path and all these candles everywhere. And it was just so beautiful. And he, and I just couldn't believe it was happening. And he just took my hands and just told me how much he loved me. And he said, you know, I feel like the Lord has called us to serve together. And, and he quoted the verse about, um, a, a woman of this, uh, in this moment, I'm tripping all over <laughs> it, but it's just like, she is hard to find. She rises mm -hmm. early in the morning. She's more precious than rubies. And, um, and I just was like, and all I'm trying really hard to soak up everything he was saying. And he got down on one knee and asked me to marry him. And I was, he said, it felt like an eternity before I said <laughs> yes, but I was like trying to, I was trying not to cry and get it out to be like, yes. Like, and it was just so wonderful. And he had a photographer hiding and taking pictures, which was special because I was doing photography at the time. And uh, we just had our own little moment. And it's kind of funny because he proposed. I didn't even look at the ring. Like I wasn't even, <laughs> I was looking at him. And so he'd put the ring on my finger and I was like, can we move into the light? I don't even know what's on my hand. And so, and he had designed the ring on his own. And my mother-in-law was kind enough to include two pieces of her own personal jewelry and uh, from a ring my father-in-law gave her on their 25th anniversary. So Evan said, it's already got 25 good years of marriage in it. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And so just above and beyond anything I would have ever, you know, as girls, we think like, what would a romantic proposal mm -hmm. be? What would be so wonderful? Better than anything I could have imagined because it was private. It was intimate. It was somewhere special to us. And then he took me inside um, and I had just asked, I was like, we need to call like my mom and we need to call your mom. Like, where is everybody? And, and he um, took me inside. He's like, well, um, 
why don't we go inside and see them? And I'm like, what? And so he takes me inside and he asks me to wait. And I watch him walk down this hallway and look in a room and I can't see anything but him. But he said, she said yes. And then I just heard this big eruption of like, yeah. And it's like, who is here? <laughs> That's a lot of people. And all these people just come flooding out of this back room. My mom is the first one. And then I see my godmother, of course, my mother-in-law and sisters-in-law, my dad. And then I start to see all these friends. You came out. And then um, our friends from work, they just all came flooding out. And I just, I was so overwhelmed and just thought, this man who <laughs> isn't that big into like big social gatherings and, and like big public events took the time to clearly secretly get in touch with all these people and like he made it the proposal moment very private, which was important to me, like just us, but he immediately made it possible for us to celebrate with anyone we would have called, like that they're here with us and we had a nice dinner and we just got to celebrate together. And it was just the most magical night. It, it was really so was. wonderful. So, and it, then we went and got ice cream. We did. Yeah. We we're like, <laughs> let's keep this party going. And so we, we had to leave the, the venue we were at. And I was like, uh, let's go to Young's because that's where Evan asked mm -hmm. me to be his girlfriend. It was like, we got to go to Young's if they're open. And so we're like, hey, who wants to go? And thankfully you said yes. I was like, yes, let's go. So, <laughs> so we just carried it on. And it was it was just the best. It was one of those nights where like you don't want to go to sleep because it's like, that means this day is over. <laughs> so, but it just kept getting better and better. So oh, it was such a truly dream. wonderful. Such a dream. And you said it, but, you know, and I had said it just a few minutes ago when we were talking off of this, but I just, it's like, I'm, I'm so cheesy right now and like, can't stop smiling because I just, um, it's been a long time since I've like thought about all of it mm -hmm. because it's not my story. It's yours. And so it's not something I think about all the time, but like going back and thinking through all of it, um, it's just that, that scripture, um, in Ephesians that says like, he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've seen that over and over and, you know, from, I prayed for one penny and I got a cluster of them or, <laughs> you know, I wanted, you are a Disney princess. Like you are <laughs> the epitome of like everything Disney. And so to have this like Prince Charming come and sweep you off your feet and give you this elaborate engagement and then an elaborate wedding. Like everything about that weekend was magical. Mm -hmm. And um, to just like, it like chokes me up a little bit just to like think about like the Lord's goodness and faithfulness, but not because of any reason, I think, except, I mean, he loves you so much, but also because in every step, in every season, um, every bit of waiting, every bit of all of it, like you did your part to um, seek him and put him first. And there's just so many promises and the word that say that, you know, you um, seek the Lord and like, he'll give you the desires of your heart and, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you, you know? Yeah. And it's like, there's just all of these promises and to see them, it's like to see that as we talk and as I think back and reflect over it, I'm like seeing all of these promises like come to life. And yeah. that doesn't mean that life hasn't come without challenges. Like, you know, since you have been married, it's not like a happily ever after things are fantastic. Right. You know, you guys have walked through your share of hard times and, mm -hmm you've had some, you know, high highs and some low lows together, but yeah. even, you know, watching all of that and watching you guys walk through all of that, it's been really beautiful. And it's more beautiful right in this moment, thinking <laughs> of it all at once, um, just to see the Lord's hand, um, leading you and guiding you through all of it and just making it truly better than what any of us could imagine. Like mm -hmm. I remember, praying with you and, you know, during times of like breakups and during hard days and stuff and praying that like, God, you're going to make this exceedingly above all that we can ask and think. And we don't know what that looks like right now, but we yeah. know that you're going to do it. And so to like sit here and be reminded of it, it's like, oh, this is what it's all about. It like, <laughs> my faith is like, yes, because you do that. <laughs> and so it makes me excited. So, okay. I'm going to settle. 
<laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm going to ask you to, um, you know, you talked about, like, we talked earlier about, you know, keeping connected to the Lord and just holding on and keeping your eyes fixed on him um, for contentment and stuff. But to people who are walking a season of singleness, who really have a desire um, to get married mm-hmm. and um, who, you know, it's just a deep, deep desire and they have encountered disappointment or mm-hmm. just the struggle of the waiting and the God, I'm trying to do the right thing. And I'm trying to, you know, keep walking this path. Um, but who are tired and they're yeah. weary and they're struggling. Um, what are some, what would you say to them? And are, is there anything practical that you haven't maybe mentioned or something that you just would, if you had somebody sitting right here in front of you that said, I'm just, this is just really, really hard. What do I do? Yeah, for sure. I would say, um, cause you know, it's, it's funny. You, I haven't been single for five years now. And, um, when you really think back, it's like, I know there were times where it was really hard. I know there were times I was really disappointed, but it's, it's hard. Uh, I think it's important to not let those moments fade away. If if you do end up getting married or you do get the blessing you've been asking the Lord for whatever it is, it's so important to remember that so that you can be there for other people. Because I, I know some married people um, just in this category, uh, just some married people who it's like they've clearly forgotten what their single days were like, because it, it seems like they have very little to no sympathy when people are mm-hmm. like, I don't like being single. This is hard. And, and they, they'd be like, oh, you're going to be fine. It's like, but they forget if they ever had that pain of a disappointment or just the waiting and it's not happening or um, so for me, I, I can't say enough, like find your way, what works for you to stay connected to the Lord. And, and that's, um, if that's just going to church every Sunday, if you get fueled up by the Lord, um, if you feel most in his presence at church on Sunday, then that's wonderful. Like do your best to, to go every chance you get. But, um, if you like to be in more direct communication with him, that's how I feel closest to him, like the most intimate level of like one-on-one because at the end of the day, it's it's a relationship. And so for me, using the pennies or whatever it could be for you, a prompt to stop and go to the Lord and just like thank him for this day or thank him for something great that happened to you or to be like, you know what, Lord, today sucks and I'm mad about that. And Um, I need your help and I need something from you. That's okay too. um, I think people, um, I know I was guilty of this and kind of guilty of this lately, which is why I want to pick up the pennies again, is um, prayer can very easily become a wish list almost Mm -hmm. like going to the Lord, like, Lord, please provide this Lord, please bring this, please do this instead of just uh, things I used to say, with the pennies with, I was sometimes just stopping and be like, Lord, I'm just so grateful or Lord, this is hard. And yeah, I might be asking for him to bring me peace or bring me comfort or whatever, but to just be honest with him, I, for me personally, I think brought me comfort just knowing I could do that. And so that I say that'd be the biggest thing, find your own personal way to stay connected to the Lord and remember that um, his love is not transactional. Like um, just because he did bless me with Evan, someone I'd been asking for and trusting the Lord to provide just because I did uh, what he asked of me doesn't mean that's why Evan and I are together. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't mean that he'll give me every blessing I ask for in the future. Um, there are other seasons of waiting in my future and in our future, but just, um, just it, don't turn it into a, Oh, well, if I do this, then he'll give me this because that's not how the Lord works, but just honor him, learn from him, be in his presence. And then also in your everyday life, just surround yourself with good people, with loving people. Um, 
I've, uh, frankly, I had people that I felt tried to make me a project, <laughs> like, like, oh, Lauren's single, we got to get her with somebody. <clears throat> and that didn't make me feel loved. If, even if that was the intention, it's like, it made me feel like, so I'm not good enough on my own. Like you want me to be in a couple so we can hang out together. It's how it felt, whether it's what it was meant for or not. I don't know, but, um, I just keep figuring yourself out because you're not going to be whole once a person comes along, you're still an individual at the end of the day. And so um, I had to really look into myself and figure out who I was. And I'm so glad I did. And ignoring something. Um, I think we all long for something in the back of our mind to fill another void. So like marriage to a lot of people can is the solution to loneliness. But you've heard me say before, I would have rather have been single and happy on my own than in a relationship or marriage wishing I was by myself. Yeah. And so um, it's not a solution to everything, but like your pain is valid. Your struggle is real. And um, on days where you're sad or things are hard, like that's okay. You're not, you're not weak. You're not um, pathetic seems too hard a word, but just like this things I've heard people say about themselves. And, and it's, it's true. It's just like, everyone struggles and that if that's the season you're in and it's hard, like that's okay. I cannot express enough. Take it to the Lord. Even if you're angry about it, like he already knows, (laughs) like take it to him. That's what he wants us to do. And I think I would add to just, um, that his timing really is perfect and Mm -hmm. that his timing is not the same as our timing. And, you know, I was talking to another friend of ours who, um, walked a very similar path and, Um, you know, she, we were talking about this and, um, she said, you know, and especially like Christian culture, you know, 20, being 20 something waiting late twenties, early thirties, whatever waiting, um, you're made to feel like you're like 70 or 80 Mm -hmm. waiting. Um, (laughs) and it's like, and that's, and even, and she said Christian culture, and I do 100% agree with that. But I think also even just in the regular culture that we live in, I think it's just mm-hmm. kind of like life has, we put these um, requirements and these expectations on like age, you know, mm-hmm. well, by this time you should be, um, you should have your degree. By this time you should have a good, solid, steady job. By this time you should be married and have kids. By this yep. time you should have own your own house by this time you should, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And it's like, you know, that's not the standard that we live our life to. We don't live our standard to the world standards. We don't live our life to, you know, cultural standards, whether that's, you know, a Christian culture or whatever culture that you're in. Um, But we live our lives to, um, you know, to the Lord and the Lord promises that he has a plan for our life and it's a plan to bring hope in a future. And so, um, to just trust that too, and to not get caught up in that whole, like, I just want to be like, age is nothing but a number, but, and it, it's so cliche and it's so dumb, but it's also like the truth. Like, you know, the Lord is faithful to bring his promises to pass regardless. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I am going, if there's, um, oh, real quick, actually, before I end the way that I want to end, um, I want to ask, because at the end of every show, as you know, I ask, like, what do you feel the Lord is speaking to you right now? Um, mm-hmm. So what do you feel like the Lord's speaking to you right now? Yeah, you know, I do feel like he is drawing me back to him these days. Not that I've walked away from him in any way, but, you know, the pandemic, man, that did mm-hmm. a number mm-hmm. on everybody in lots of different ways. And one of the ways it affected me was, you know, we couldn't physically go to church. And during the pandemic, Evan and I had moved away. We were living in Colorado for the entire, like we moved there in that winter, the lockdown happened. And so, um, it was really hard, practically impossible to find a church and we'd been longing for it, but we were going through some some spiritual battles. And, and so church at all was kind of painful for a little bit. Um, but we were really trying to find, um, a church and we weren't. And so 
again, it's really important to find your own way to regularly stay connected to the Lord, because if you if church is taken away, it really made me step back and look at my relationship with the Lord lately. So um, I lately very much feel him drawing me back to personal one on one relationship we had um, during my singleness that I developed with him. And like I said, all these verses are popping up about like, Hey, if you seek me, you will find me ask Mm -hmm. and I will be there. It's like laying it all out. It's that simple. Like he even tells us like, if you look for me, like you will find me. And I can't help but think of, of those pennies. Like I wanted to find pennies and I found them everywhere. And it was just another picture of the Lord saying, if you look for me, like I will be there. So I, I do feel him saying that to me again. And, um, so yeah, I, I just um kind of swallowing my own words <laughs> lately of like, you know, uh the Lord has never left you. He he never forsakes you and not that I thought he did, but just uh my relationship with the church has been very different the past few years uh due to the pandemic and it's almost like figuring it all out yeah. all over again. And so um it's it's been kind of hard and so I I really do feel the Lord kind of answering that prayer of like, okay, you want, you want to like find me again? Um, like you did before, like nothing's changed. I'm right here. And so that's personally what I feel. And I trust it's, it's going to be just as beautiful this time around. And, and I love that I'm not going to, uh, stop collecting. I don't think I'll ever stop collecting the pennies again. Maybe just the, the product or the, um, turning, cashing them all in for whatever reason, it, that will change over the years. But I think I'm going to keep that yeah. throughout life because for me it works. And yeah. um, it may be, a, maybe some call it a silly little prompt, but I'm like, hey, you find pennies everywhere. And it gives me lots of opportunity to stop and focus on the Lord. Yeah. So, so yeah, I feel that from him. Yeah. Well, we, I want to say we've got just a few minutes um, and I want to end it. I want to have you pray. Um, But before we do that, I just want to say thank you for being here um, and just thank you for being who you are. I think the people who do know you um, in any capacity, um, those of you, those of us who get to know you up close and personal and do life beside you, especially, but even ones who, you know, have worked with you or just crossed paths with you or have been photographed by you or whatever, um, your light just shines really brightly. And you are, um, I've said this a million times, but you are one of the most intentional people that I know. And, um, I drop the ball a lot of times. And I think that, um, our friendship has remained as strong as it has because you pick up the ball when I drop it. (laughs) So um, I love you very much. And it has been a joy um, to chat with you. So we are running out of time. So I'm going to stop talking and let you talk and just have you pray um, over the ones who are in that season of singleness, especially walking into the holiday season. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you just pray for them? Yes, I would love to. Right, Lord, I just thank you so much for this day to uh, talk about my own walk with you in a very specific season of life and uh, with Alana, who was with me the whole time. And I fully trust that you uh, allowed her in for that season of my life because she was um, she was a light from you and helpful and supportive. And I just thank you for her friendship, not only to me, but to everyone she knows and uh, just what a light for you she is. And I pray that um, anyone listening who is single and um, either content or struggling, that uh, going into the holidays, especially, which can be a hard time, that um, they are also surrounded with friends who are there for them and who don't uh, look at them as their single friend, but just their friend and invite them in to experience all the aspects, the fun aspects of the holidays and to celebrate together and make them feel as loved as they really are. And that it doesn't have to be a romantic love. Like friendship love is so precious. Family love is just so special. And I just pray that uh, those who are struggling, maybe they'll use this time to seek you and celebrate you this season of your birth and the start of your story with us. And Uh, I just pray that you will bless those people and be obviously undeniably close to those people in their 
maybe their grief or their struggles and uh, that we can, as your children, just celebrate this season with you and uh, celebrate you. I want to take a minute to tell you about another partner of mine, Maggie and Me Candle Company. I hope that last month you were able to take advantage of that 10% off using my code there. Uh, We will be doing something like that again very, very soon. But I hope that you were able to get some yummy smelling candles because they really are just the best of the best. Uh, They are soy-based, hand-poured, made with love. They smell amazing. The scent lasts so long. They're just the best candles ever. And I cannot say enough good things about them. If you have not had a chance to get them, uh, you can get them around town at High Five Bakery. You can get it at New System Bakery. You can get it at Nelly Dog. Um, or you can get it online. They have a new website. It is www.maggieandme.shop. Go check them out. You need to get some of them and let them know that Elena sent you. Wasn't that episode so wonderful? Oh, I hope you were so encouraged by it. Um, I do want to say really quick, full disclosure, um, we got cut off in the middle of that prayer or towards the, she was pretty much done with it. But at the end of that prayer, uh, we got cut off and I am still learning the technical side of things and I wasn't really sure how to fix it. So I apologize uh, for that being cut off, but um, I hope that the bit that you were able to hear, which like I said, it was mostly done, um, but I hope that it was encouraging to you and that the Lord spoke to you through it and encouraged your heart through it. Um, and then I hope that he did through the whole episode. Uh, it just was a really, really sweet episode and a really powerful episode. Honestly, there is a power in hearing people's stories and hearing how the Lord has been faithful and how he is just present in every season and how he makes himself known and how he shows us how much he loves us and he pursues us in every season. I know that I personally was encouraged by it, uh, by just hearing that and being reminded, um, of his goodness and his faithfulness. And so I hope that you all were too, and uh, just pray that, that he spoke to your heart and encouraged you today. Um, So I hope that you have a fantastic rest of your week and we will see you back next year, next week here uh, for another episode of pour it out with Elena Beverly. Have a good one.